You're listening to the Rising Lava Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Pace, a mom and behavior coach here to help you understand and support your kids' big emotions and big behaviors. Welcome back to the Rising Lava Parenting Podcast. Today we have Katie Hastings joining us and she is from the Instagram page, Katie, the mom, the nurse, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about body safety with our kids and how we can help our kids with this topic. And we are going to cover like kind of a lot of stuff in this area. So I'm really, really excited to have an expert here with us. Um, Katie, will you introduce yourself just a little bit more? Sure. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Um, yeah, so I teach body safety. I help parents teach body safety to their children. I'm a pediatric nurse. Um, I'm a mom to four boys. I'm also a child sex abuse survivor. And so what I've done is I've seen this major gap in body safety education. And I've written a book. It's called Your Safe Body. I'm owner of a company called Shout. And in the book, Your Safe Body, children learn a body safety acronym called Shout. And we'll kind of get in that today. I'll teach parents what that is. It's a really easy body safety tool. It's becoming a household saying for body safety. It helps kids know how to self-advocate and what to do if they ever find themselves in an unsafe situation. Oh my gosh. That is such a useful topic. Honestly, like it, it breaks my heart really how many people do have to, or have gone through child abuse. Um, and by people that they know by people in situations that you wouldn't expect it to happen in. So I think this is just such an important topic. Absolutely. Okay. So let's just jump in. Um, let's how, what are some tips you have for helping kids keep their bodies safe as parents? Sure. So, um, why don't I just go over shout to start with? Okay, cool. Um, so shout stands for, um, stop, help, out unsafe and tell and this is something parents can teach their kids today i mean my book obviously goes in greater detail but you know it's summertime we're getting ready for all kinds of fun activities summer camps day camps overnight camps whatever it's such a great easy thing to teach kids of all ages just shout what does it mean and stop is knowing to say stop anytime they feel uncomfortable even if someone isn't being unsafe just anytime they're feeling uncomfortable with their body and specifically private parts. And that's a really easy standing point. And then help, it's getting help if you ever have to tell somebody to stop. Um, because we don't expect children to handle this on their own, but we're teaching them to self-advocate and be like, hey, you know, stop, I don't like when you do that. Um, and then out, getting out of any sort of situation that makes them feel uncomfortable or that is unsafe. And if they can't get themselves out, knowing not to go back to that same place with that same person again. Um, and then unsafe, it's recognizing what is safe and what's unsafe with private parts and teaching children that private parts are to be kept personal. And then tell, that's such a big part, it's telling a trusted parent or adult about anytime they have to shout stop, about any unsafe behavior and creating those open lines of communication with our children so they feel comfortable coming to us. Okay. So a couple of years ago, my, my kid, Oh, he was three maybe. Um, so he wasn't involved in this, but we had some friends and they had some friends and you know how it goes. All the friends were playing at one house and the, like, I think it was like a six-year-old girl went upstairs and there was like a seven-year-old boy and he had touched her private parts. Um, and I found out about this like later. 
but it was really this awkward situation between friends. Like, what do we do? How do we navigate this? Like, but I thought it was really cool. The girl didn't say stop. The girl didn't get help. The girl didn't get out of the situation is continually forced with this situation. Um, what was out? What's you? Oh, unsafe. Unsafe. Okay. (laughs) And then, so, and then the last one was tell somebody, right. And so the only thing this child did do was tell her mom. And now her mom can go back and be like, okay, here's what you need to do, whatever. But I think so many situations it happens where kids aren't doing any of it and you find out about it way later. And so having this like at the forefront, like kids, like this is five-year-old, like we're doing this when kids are in preschool. It's crazy. No, anyways, like, like, yeah. So great. She needs to tell. Right. And it is so hard. It's like, like you said, they can say, okay, well, where do we go back and help them know what to do in that instance? But it's also like, there's so many instances, like what you talked about. It's not just, you know, when we were kids, I feel like the teaching was dangerous stranger. And a lot of the time it's someone we know, and it can be child to child abuse. And the other thing is that child that did that, they're learning, they're curious and they're exploring. So it doesn't necessarily mean that child's like that touched her was terrible. It's like, they're curious, right? But by having these conversations early, it should start when they're toddlers. If we're doing that and we're having them early, then they understand very clear boundaries and lines of what is safe and what is unsafe play, right? And that private parts are personal. And so that's kind of where, you know, like you said, it's preventative health. I'm considering myself to be teaching one of our biggest public health issues globally and it's because like you said if we're having these discussions and they have these very clear boundaries of what is okay play and what is not because children are going to mimic I mean um their family lives and our households they see uh their parents they see affection they see these different things and it's not a bad thing but it's understanding what is safe play and what's unsafe because they're curious and they're learning and adapting to their environment so that's my major goal right is to help them understand these very clear lines of what is safe and what's unsafe with private parts so then if it's with a child or if it's in another adult if it's whatever that looks like they understand wait whoa this is not okay it's unsafe absolutely and the thing is we have all these sensations in our bodies that we're gonna naturally as children as teenagers want to explore and so having boundaries and open conversations about this instead of like it being taboo is actually proactively helping to create safety around it. And I think sometimes we avoid the conversations because we don't want to bring attention to it, but if we avoid it, it like, I feel like, don't you feel like it just leaves up so like the doors wide open for this kind of hard thing to happen. Absolutely. And it can be a hard topic. So nobody turn this off. Like we're going to make it an easy, comfortable conversation, right? It can be something that's triggering because maybe some of the viewers here have a history of sexual abuse. Maybe it's just an uncomfortable topic and it feels taboo and you don't want to have that discussion. But the thing is, when we have that discussion, it prevents it from escalating to a bigger issue. Um, and that's that's what we're focusing on is preventative health here. Um, you know, and I just, when you were, you had asked me to think of some tips for keeping kids safe. It's summertime, you know, and we're having a whole new schedule right now in flex and kids are getting more free time and and the routine switching up from what's going on at school. And I just thought we could talk about some ways to keep kids safe this summer for parents going into it um, and what that might look like, you know? And one thing I like to tell parents just to think about 
Um, kids are going to be having activities going around. Um, maybe we're carpooling, maybe they're playing with a friend, whatever. One thing you can do to keep kids safe this summer is to not be in car rides alone with another adult. You know, just try to keep, I always talk about the simple thing, a rule of three, try to have at least one other child person, someone in the car, if someone's giving your child a ride or on the flip, if you're giving someone else's kid a ride home, just get, you know, if it's your, say it's your daughter's friend, have your daughter get in the car with you, go drop them off and come back home. It just creates this really safe boundary so that we don't put ourselves in an unsafe situation. That's one thing. Um, a second one was, I was thinking of establishing very clear rules on screen safety, not having unfiltered or unlimited access to screens. Um, you know, whatever that looks like. If, uh, you know, kids are getting more time for gaming, making sure that their accounts, they're not friends with anyone they don't actually know in person online, just go through them with your kids. Go, okay, who's this? Who's this that you're playing with? No chatting with people they don't personally know. You can go through their social media if they're that age, go with them. doesn't need to be an uncomfortable and like you're coming down and punishing them, right? We're just like, hey, who's so-and-so, this username, who's that? You know, and ask questions. And if they don't know them personally, have a conversation with them. Well, can we remove them as somebody that you're talking with online, you know? Um, On that note, um, some of the work that I do with um, Gab. So Gab is like a phone or watch, like safe, safe tech or whatever for kids. Um, they, I don't know if it was them or if it was Colin Karchner, but somebody did research and like the biggest creeps out there pose as like 13 year old kids and like get into these private accounts and create friendships. And like, if we're not monitoring, these people are very manipulative. They know exactly what to say to get like your kids to like, oh yeah, this is my friend. Oh, I want to go home. I want to talk to this friend. And they're on video games and they're on social media. Um, and they target young children. And so it's literally their job. And they They like like know know the psychology psychology behind it. That's like creating this like unsafe place for your kids that seems super, super safe for them. So I think like monitoring sometimes feels like it's a violation of privacy, but also just like, I think that if you do it with them in the way that Katie's talking about, it's such a safe way to protect them from those people that they might not be aware are doing that in that way. And the other thing about that is today I got three messages that were blocked from my Instagram. Like they were like, I just want an online companion. Will you be my friend for $600? Like what kid doesn't want money? You know, I'm right. just like, they're everywhere. So anyways, that was a good tip. That was I love everything you said. Talk to them about that. Right. And if someone were to offer you money, whatever, you know, yeah. what they would say, give them a role play scenario, just like when you just said, secondly, I love what you said. They, they, I love Gab. I think they are a great phone. That's actually what my children have. Step into the world of safe tech for kids. The Gab phone will have your kids spending more time outside, developing talents, and living life outside the screen. And the watch will help you and your child feel more connected while they play independently. Go to gabwireless.com and use the code XOLORN for the best discount. And I have an article coming out soon with them and their family resources that you guys oh, cool. can be on the lookout for doing just like guest author with them. But like you said, they feel like they know this person. When you said someone's posing as a child, it becomes their friend in their mind. Okay. So when I say go through those contacts with them, make sure it's someone they personally know, or you personally know, because they believe that's their friend and they believe it's a child. 
So that's one tip. I love that you brought that up because they do, they establish this connection online and it's, and that leads to um, sextortion is what it leads to most cases. Mm-hmm. It leads to them creating this um, line of communication with someone they believe is a child their age, they believe is their friend that then offers them money for things like nude pictures or gets them to send nude pictures because the child establishes this line of trust. And then that in return now becomes that term of sextortion and uh, manipulating them for those. So when I say go through, make sure they personally know them, because like you said, the child's going to feel like that's their buddy and their friend, you know, and you might find somebody who's unsafe and just root them out, you know, um, and um, don't feel like you're violating their privacy going through their phone, especially if you're doing it together, you know, even, even on the gab phones, my, my children have gab phones. There will be children that send just inappropriate words and things through on, on group chats, on group messaging. And, um, you know, they're the ones that come to me and like, hey, you know, this girl was saying this to me. It wasn't great, but I just don't feel comfortable. Can you help me show how to block them, mom? I was like, sure. You know, and it's not, we're not being mean. We're just protecting our children and their their innocence. <laughs> you know what and I'm I saying? I think, honestly, the way that you said that, it was like su- such a safe, non-judgmental, safe, non-judgmental, wow. <laughs> safe, <laughs> non-judgmental way for your kid to like approach you about a problem because you've approached them about similar problems without the judgment. And so now they can come to you knowing that you're not going to judge them for what their friend said. And I feel like, um, that's not always how it is. So I think staying neutral about it and just being like a safe place for them to be like, Oh yeah, I can help you block that. Oh, that's silly. They said that like, oh, I can't believe they said that. That is such a valuable piece that I feel like I don't want to skip over. Cause I think that's so, so great that you did it like that. Well, thank you. You know, I think the biggest thing I tried to promote with body safety too, is connecting with our kids, like on a daily basis, if they feel connected with you, they're going to feel comfortable coming to you with big stuff, you know? And um, that was one thing I was going to suggest too. In the summertime, we have a little more free time on our hands. Make time to be with each kid one-on-one this summer. Most of us have more than one children, one child, sorry. Um, and if you can, it doesn't need to be anything fancy, but just pencil out a time to be one-on-one to connect. Um, because when children feel connected, they feel safe and children need to feel safe to thrive. And um, when we're strengthening that relationship and connection with them, they're, they're going to feel comfortable coming to you about any little thing that comes up. It's not just good with body safety. It's good with every aspect of parenting. So if there's one thing you do today, go home and schedule a time one-on-one of when you're going to get to have this time with your child to connect. It doesn't need to be fancy. Get in the car and go buy a soda out of one of these soda shops, get a milkshake, get out and go on a hike, go on a walk, go on a bike ride together. It can be totally free. And you're just that time is not a time to correct or direct. It's a time just to connect, let them talk. And then you can ask them some of these questions like, Hey, who do you feel safe with? Who do you feel unsafe with? How are things going with your friends? Um, and just let them do the talking really. Wow. I love that. That's such a useful tip that I didn't even think was going to be in here, but of course it is because that's, that's honestly what it's so much of it is about. Is like, if you have a relationship with your kid, 
then these conversations are going to come naturally and they're going to feel safe and they're not going to be like forced upon them. Like it is my job to protect you. It's like, no, I care about you. And they can feel that. And so then it's just so much safer. Totally. Um, okay. Let's see. The third thing I was going to see was summer, you know, kids are, like we said, you're going to camp, you're going around, you're playing more free time, which is great. Play is a child's job. Right. Um, Talk about what to do if they want to leave somewhere, if they feel unsafe somewhere. And, you know, that can be really simple. It can be like, well, I'm just going to leave and walk home. Or it's, they're somewhere far enough away they can't walk home and they need to call you. Maybe you need to make a secret word so they don't feel embarrassed in front of their friends. And you guys come up with that together, an exit strategy. But just talk about what would you do give them a role play scenario of what would you do if you want to leave somewhere? How, what would that look like? I think that's important to talk about when they're out and around this summer. No, that's so important. I was at my friend's house the other day and she has teenagers and her son, who's like mm, 13, maybe 12, I don't know, 12 or 13 calls her and was like, Hey mom, can you call me in like five minutes and say that it's time for me to leave? And so I don't know if he was unsafe, bored, like didn't want to be there anymore. But then she called him like that was their code to get out of there so that he didn't have this like social pressure. Like I think like a lot of kids like don't want to leave an unsafe situation because there's this social pressure that they need to stay. So they have this like code where it's like, okay, I'll call you. And then it's the mom's fault. And it's like, I'll take that blame any day if it gets my kid out of a situation they don't want to be in. Um, so I thought that was like cute and funny. No, oh, absolutely. I love that. that. They have that little line of communication and some of these are so simple, but, and maybe we've thought of them before and maybe we just need a reminder, you it's know, like to just reinforce. Yeah. totally, <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, I, I would say those are my biggest tips for keeping kids safe this summer, you know, and there's so many more. I mean, if you just, if you don't, when we're talking about screens, make sure you've got some sort of filter in place. There's so many out there, um, you know, in addition to looking through um, different chats and communications, I think that's super important. But Totally. And I think you already shared with us, like what parents can do today shout, teach your kids shout the safety acronym. And I love that so much. I'm going to type it out in the comments. So you don't have to go back and listen to that part again, but so, so, so important. Katie, is there anything else you want to share? Um, I'll just let you guys know if you wanted my book, your safe body, that you can get it directly from the publisher book, baby. Um, everything's linked on my profile too. It's available at greater retailers. It's been a little bit hard to get a hold of. It'll sell out. And then you got to wait a little bit to get it. So if you're wanting to learn more, which the book goes into great detail, I've also illustrated that book and I tried to make it where you could just connect with your children in a very comfortable way to have these open discussions. And if you get it and you read it, expect them to have questions and offer up scenarios that might be totally innocent or unsafe, but just set aside a time where you can sit and read something like that together. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're interested in more, that's how you can find my book. So, and what is your Instagram? I already told you um, it again. Yeah. Katie, the mom, the nurse and Katie Hastings. So awesome. I will link that all in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today, Katie. Thanks Lauren. Lauren. 
friends, have you loved listening to the Rising Lava Parenting Podcast? If you have, please leave a five-star review, comment the things that you love, what you want to hear more about, tell me how this podcast has impacted your life. Thank you so much for being here and share it with a friend. Let's change the world of parenting.